today and for the next several years uh, really is a, a story of um, generosity in so many ways. I want to offer the smallest piece of history, uh, history that you most likely, many of you, lived through. Uh, but there's a rather wonderful history of the uh, various attempts to purchase parcels of land on this block through time. And some of you can remember, for example, what used to be right here where the Pritchard Center stands. Um, some of you can remember, you could probably walk the block and do your own uh, oral history of what used to be here. And there were these two remaining bays, these two remaining parcels of land that the church did not own. And um, there were, as I understand it, many a conversation had with the owners uh, who wanted us to fly to the moon uh, in terms of the, the potential value of that real estate. And we quite weren't quite prepared, as I understand it, to go that far. Um, well, then uh, events took their course. And um, there was a buy the block campaign uh, something of a kind of last, last hurrah for Jeffrey uh, to, to send him on his way to celebrate his ministry shared with you. And, and so All Saints, uh, for the first time in its history, became the sole proprietor of this entire city block. Who would have known how Midtown, even then, which is not that many years ago, just a few years ago, how Midtown would be looking uh, today, and not only that, but how it is shaping up to look into the future, an incredible rate of change here in Midtown. And we'll get to that. But that story really is one of generosity because it is because of parishioners like you that we were able to purchase the remainder of the block. But actually the story of All Saints is a story of generosity, a story of commitment to the city, you may have heard me say before, commitment was the word, about 13,000 word long document, that parish profile. Um, I needed a day off after I'd read it, but it was a long document. Um, and the word that stuck out to me was commitment, that this is a church through its various uh, stages of the journey, its, its life has committed to this city. Um, and so now we have this incredible privilege uh, just as we worshipped today in the legacy left by all our forebears, those who were parishioners in this place in times gone by, we have our opportunity to leave a legacy for generations to come. So it's a really exciting project to be part of. I want to just uh, spend a little bit of time on the vision we have for this process. Um, and you'll notice that we have this rather fantastic logo here uh, that, that the brief was to try to capture something of our place in Atlanta. And if I've, I'm ever looking at somebody who doesn't really know where All Saints is, I say, well, you know the varsity? Oh, I know that, yeah, well, <laughs> we're the church across the road. Um, so it captures a lot of where we are and it, it speaks not only to our place but also our purpose, that we are a church in this part of the city, seeking to have a mission to uh, this part of the city as well as, of course, well beyond into Metro Atlanta and maybe even well beyond that for some of our parishioners who drive a long way to be here. Um, but our commitment in the first part of this process is to learn together. We know that uh, there are many fantastic ideas about what we might do 
uh, with our block. But we wish to hear those ideas next year. We've only got so much brain power. We're going to just do it a bit at a time. And the first stage, we want to learn about what's happening beyond the block. And that was really uh, the, the wisdom of the group, and I'll talk about the group in a moment, but the wisdom of our group was that there is so much happening uh, beyond this block. We're going to talk about what's happening right across the street. If you haven't been here for a few Sundays, you had why can't I park there anymore? We're going to talk a bit about what's going to happen across there. Many of you know about that. So many exciting things happening here, so many ways in which we want to learn about what's happening in Midtown, but also to learn about what other churches are doing across the country. Uh, and one of our team is Lang Lowry, Canon Lang Lowry, who works both for the diocese and for Emory, but also for the presiding bishop, helping churches like ours um, work through the multiple stages of uh, doing a significant building project on their block. And so he's had a lot of years' experience. He's probably in a group of about five Episcopal priests who are both, by profession, venture capitalists and Episcopal priests. You don't often hear that together. <laughs> we found him. He's right here in, in Atlanta, so that's a good thing. Um, so the wisdom was that learn all you can about uh, what the city is doing, what your major uh, institutions are doing, such as Georgia Tech and Emory. Uh, learn about what, the, what the, the business sector and the residential life of your neighborhood is. And then learn more widely not only what's happening in the city, but also around the country with institutions, communities like yours. So we'll spend the rest of this year, we've already been, we began our work at the end of last year, uh, learning all we can. You're going to hear about some of the partners we've spoken to. I'm hoping that you can all see, and we certainly have many more. Um, we had to hide the fact from Nancy Dodson that we were printing in color. We did it in st we did stealth printing this week. Uh, but I really wanted you to notice this, and part of it is that the, um, well, firstly, the most important thing is that the steering committee on the back looked most beautiful in color. I just want to say that out loud. So we didn't want to just uh, lose that, but you'll see on the inside pages that the color really helps you get a sense of what's happening in Midtown. Um, please do take this home. Feel free to you know, deposit it somewhere if you want to, give it to a neighbor or whatever you want to do, but it is for you to take and to, to have, and we'll have copies of this around uh, the church for the remainder of this year and probably beyond as we build out this work. You'll see on the back page there the uh, steering committee, the future of our block steering committee members. And you can see them there, and there's uh, a couple of members here I'm shortly going to introduce who <coughs> really need no introduction, but I will do so all the same. This group uh, uh, came together with the charge to help us as a parish uh, learn together, not only about what's happening beyond us, but from one another as we can really come toward a uh, uh, our parish's vision for the future. Um, so please do uh, memorize those photographs, uh, look at those names. If there's somebody that you particularly know or are close to or would like to talk to, uh, then please do. Um, just pull them aside. That's one of uh, their roles. You also notice a member of staff, Jocelyn, who's right at the back there. Jocelyn's our director of digital communications. Should you have any... Um, any, any links that you have, any uh, particularly, you've come across some great images, things that we might share on our website. You'll notice that there is a website for the future of our block, and it's futureofourblock.org. Uh, you can see that just on the back page 
uh, underneath the description of that uh, block steering committee. Please do let Jocelyn know. And if there is anything that you wish us to learn about, a connection that you have in the city, somebody you know, you think, you know, it'd be good for them to talk to that individual, that institution. I wonder if they know about that. Don't assume we know about anything. I mean, we know about a fair bit, but don't assume that we know what you know. That's a good rule of thumb. We would love to hear more about what you're uh, discovering and seeing in your, uh, your own life in Atlanta, whether that's professional, the other organizations and communities you're involved in. So I'm going to hand over now to, to Michael Gragnani. I took him out to breakfast and I said, Michael, I've got a question to ask you. <laughs> what are you I doing for the next uh, three years? I, he was under, we were at the Flying Biscuit and we'd had the dreamy, creamy, dreamy grits and that was enough. It was, uh, so Michael is the chair of this steering committee and we're delighted that he can bring uh, many years experience of leadership here at All Saints to that process. And alongside him is Clay Jackson, uh, who brings, dare I say it, Michael, <laughs> brings age, a seasoned experience to uh, life here in leadership at All Saints. Um, I'm going to hand over to, to the two of you. Uh, we'll have an opportunity for questions, but we've got some slides we'd love to share. I can hand you the clicker. I can be the, the clicker guy. It's up to you how you want to do it. Okay. You can say next, or I'll just uh, you press that one there. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'd be excited. There we um, go. I mean, okay, I, I think the only reason that I said yes is because there was this group of people um, on this back page that were going to be part of this thing. Um, so we're very lucky that we've got a lot of folks with, with a lot of season um, at, at All Saints here. We In our first meeting in December, this group had dinner, and we talked about a lot of things, and we decided that the best way to handle this, to reiterate what Simon said, was to take this first season, I mean, we say it's year one, but this could be nine months, it could be 18 months, to learn what's going around in our community. We thought that was probably the best way to handle this, rather than immediately partnering with a developer and putting up a 20-story building with five levels of parking underneath. So who, who knows, maybe that's what's, what's gonna happen out there, maybe it's not. Um, but before we made any sort of determination about who we would want to partner with, if that's even an option, um, we wanted to learn together. So the neatest thing that we've done so far um, is we've had meetings with zoning attorneys, we've had meetings with Georgia Power, um, and then we've, we've pilfered some slides from both Midtown Alliance and Cousins. And we'll flip through those in a second. Some of you may have seen those. Um, they're, they're publicly available out there and they've been announced in a few different things, but it's it's really neat to see the excitement that's going on in Midtown and Tim said it today in the sermon. I mean, we, we are sitting on just a phenomenal piece of property that obviously is valuable in monetary dollars, but it's so valuable from our sense of, of being here in this community and being able to look out. I think Tim described it as our Jerusalem, uh, which is which I thought was really cool. Um, so. Clay, anything that you want to go in? Yeah, let's let's start looking at some slides real quick. This way. Um, so I think this is a pretty striking slide. It's in the um, handout that you have as well. This is obviously a little bit of an aerial view of Midtown, and you can see the green are the, the new developments that um, have been announced and that we've have been delivered, if you will, um, have been built since January of last year. So in just, just over a year's time. 
purple um, are the areas that are under construction. Um, and then blue are, has cleared the development process. So if you can't see this very well to orient you, you know, we're right here next to these two big blue towers that will be Norfolk Southern. Um, it's just, I, I think it's a pretty incredible and striking look of, of Midtown right now. Hey, Michael, I, I think one of the uh, interesting things that the Cousins CEO said that when uh, Georgia Tech jumped over the connectors when this exploded, so you can see the, the development around Tech, and he said if he had advised us, our group, two years ago, he would have told us not to be in a big hurry to buy the block, but he said, thank goodness I didn't give you that advice. Uh, because our property is, you know, worth more today than it was when we bought it, probably. Yeah, I, I think he said that he envisioned something like this 10 to 20 years down the road, and it happened in about two years. So th this is uh, an aerial view sort of going, um, obviously, north on the left, south on the right. And what, what we've learned is they, they equated – our area of Midtown a little bit to New York in the sense that our Hudson River is the connector. <laughs> which has a lot more traffic than I think the Hudson River does too. And then, and so going east, so up on this slide, just three blocks is, is the Marta line. And so if you kind of take it from 17th Street south just past us to you know, North and Pine and Emory Midtown Hospital, that area, those those three blocks east to west and how many blocks that is north to south um, is, is really one of the only and walkable communities in Atlanta that has a, a, a grid system, right? I mean, we all get frustrated about Peachtree. I mean, Simon, you said it goes, or, or Tim said it goes north and south. I think it goes east-west, northwest, east-west. Um, so the, the amount of development, as you saw on the previous slide, is all happening in that little corridor. And because we have MARTA um, and because it's a walkable community, it's just, it's just got a lot of exciting features to it. So these are um, the so – some of these have been uh, built recently and um, – or will be redeveloped over the, over the coming years. Um, you can see the MARTA station down here in the bottom right corner. So we are literally across the street. You can see we're the one of the only places that have a bunch of trees on our block. And then that outline um, right to uh, the north of us is obviously where Norfolk Southern will be built. Um, and these are some of the major announced um, uh, pieces of development. I think that the CODA is one of the coolest things that I've read about in a long time. If you haven't, it's a Georgia Tech and Portman development that's going to have be sort of a hub for innovation um, in, in the Midtown area. The standard is student housing. Um, AT&T has a lot of discussion about redevelopment there. Um, and the, the occupancy of, of all these buildings is north of 90% commercially, and surprisingly to me, the, the occupancy for the uh, single the apartment buildings is north of 80 percent um, and they think there's still room to go in this cycle so um, the cousins meeting was particularly illuminating to me 
and and the the letter E there, which is on that same uh, piece of property as Norfolk Southern, that will be student housing. I think is what will be apartments. I think we'll see a lot of students in there. Um, the the other number that I thought was striking is that as we were thinking about Midtown as a whole, there's 15,000 square feet, 15 million square feet, excuse me, of of retail office. Um, space and, 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 you know, residential in Midtown. There's two million that's being developed and there's two million that's been announced. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty incredible. I think the other point is excluding what we do on the block. Think of the number of people who have moved into Midtown. There's, there's got to be a half a dozen Episcopalians in there at least, I hope. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we should be able to grow that, right, Simon? Yeah, okay. And we can do that before three years. Do we need to reverse for anybody? Are we okay? <laughs> Did you really not see? Does that make more sense? <laughs> so green are buildings that have been developed since January 2018. Purple under construction and blue they've cleared the process to be built. And those ones on the right-hand side, the biggest ones there that you see are Norfolk Southern right next to us. To the right of that blue. Correct. Correct. There's been a lot of thought to that. Simon, I think you fielded a couple questions about that. <coughs> we'll, we'll see in some slides in a second that Norfolk Southern and Cousins and Midtown Alliance, who's, who's highly involved with everything that goes on in Midtown, are intimately concerned about sunlight, green space. They love the green space that we have. And, and I think there's some pretty neat slides showing what they hope to incorporate um, right here on, on our intersection at, at Ponce and West Peachtree. But the reality is we're sitting in the middle of a city now. It's gonna, the light's gonna continue to disappear because the, the varsity's across the street. There's gonna be further development all around us during this process. So. You know, that'll bring with it certain good things and certain issues, sunlight being one of them. This was the Hudson slide, just another way to look at where we are. Here, here are the six developments in our immediate area <coughs> that Midtown Alliance provided for us. So we, again, So this is just a, an immediate aerial of our block. So we are down here in the bottom left corner. And this is showing the outline of where Norfolk Southern's two towers will ultimately be. 
And again, the, the piece on the <coughs> northwest corner of their block is going to be an apartment development. This is <coughs> the first look um, of Norfolk Southern's building looking north from the south. You can see you might need sunglasses, I think Simon joked. <laughs> the, su the sun will careen off their building, yeah. <coughs> Here's the North Avenue Bridge. Here's Varsity. And here we are. And this is Norfolk Southern tower that's going to be there there's discussion of uh, improving this bridge similar to the 14th street bridge where there's a frontage road that'll take it down to the fifth street bridge down at the um, at the bottom of the slide i think as you may know there's also discussion of stitching over the highway uh, that would be a part potentially i mean there's a lot of very significant discussion going on around where we are. I think the other part that Cousins mentioned was that North Avenue they think is going to be the major artery east to west um, in this city. So he said our position there is uh, quite great from a value standpoint. And, and Clay, o along those lines, we also learned from Midtown Alliance that there's a lot of discussion about changing some of the one-way streets to two-way, yep. um, which I think can help traffic flow a whole lot with all of this development that's coming up. There's talk of doing sort of a, a better interchange right here to get us on and off the highway. Like you said, there'd be a potential access road um, on, on our side of the highway. <coughs> this is a view coming from <coughs> the south, also looking north. We're on West Peachtree here. Here's us. And here's West Peachtree, and this is the corner that will be the entrance to Norfolk Southern. So that corner of Ponce and West Peachtree is their their parking deck will will come in from the Spring Street side, <coughs> but their main entrance will be on West Peachtree and Ponce. I think this is just an aerial looking down on the West Peachtree side. Yeah, that's right. Right, so um, Ponce is here, third this way, and so you're just looking south right onto their plaza. And again, I mean, th they're incorporating a lot of gardens and, and, and sort of public spaces that hopefully will make that entrance look pretty soft and inviting. This is along West Peachtree. Um, looking to the left is looking towards the church. So this is a cafe. They expect to have a couple public retail and, and um, dining establishments that can be used by anybody. This is that same corner. Uh, ac actually, excuse oh, me. This sorry. This, this is, yeah. This is Ponce. This is spring, and this is their child care center. That Which ironically is going to look right into our child care center. <laughs> Which might be a little more high tech. Um, 
So here's the West Peachtree and Ponce intersection. Clay, did you have? Yeah, I was just going to say this is really super important uh, to the developer of improving that um, intersection, and which will also include a major refurb of the MARTA experience as you get it out of that station, which they think is a fairly poor um, experience relative to some of the other MARTA stations. Um, Carl Icahn owns the soon-to-be-empty um, AT&T building and has uh, agreed to improve the front of that building. So this should be a big improvement, I think. There's, I, there this is the church. It kind of looks like the High Museum, but that is the <laughs> church. <Yeah. coughs> there, there, I think there's another slide on this, <coughs> but while we're here, the way you cross from MARTA over to Norfolk Southern or over to the church, there's a lot of discussion about how to make this sort of a diagonal intersection. Um, so there'll be um, the ability to do that, to make that much more of a, a pedestrian-friendly crossing. Similar view. Um, just this this is the entrance way looking down Ponce a little bit and, and back up Peachtree or West Peachtree. Back towards All Saints there. You can see our trees. This is um I think this is on Ponce. Is that correct? Clay and Simon? I think so. Yeah. Is that West Peachtree? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the front of the building. Okay. Yeah, we're on Ponce looking. That's right. So this is what Clay was talking about, about the AT&T AT &T building, the, the discussion for some development around their entrance, which obviously would, would benefit everybody from a visual Here's the crossing that I was talking about. So hopefully this intersection will be more pedestrian friendly again. So they, they showed some, uh, this is from Midtown Alliance. They, they showed us some slides of some other MARTA stations that have really cool and inviting artwork and structures that, um, that promote sort of a, 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 a more positive environment than I think some of us feel at certain MARTA stations, um, sometimes our own here on North Avenue. And so I don't know where in the queue we are um, with MARTA with this, but I think with all the development that's going on in Midtown, um, we've got some of our committee members who are going to be in discussions with, with MARTA to, to learn more. Midtown Alliance is, is, is really focused on the North Avenue station. Um, and, and the potential for improvement there. So I think as, as everything else happens around us, particularly Norfolk Southern, we're going to see some nice improvements to our MARTA station. This is an example. I can't remember. Let's see, where is this? Um, yeah. <coughs> so a lot of you have seen that. So this is an example of what they might be able to do. Any of these slides prompt any comments, questions? Yeah. Uh, 
downtown. Yeah, the old Oxford building was donated to them, so they've got a great campus now. Yes. <laughs> no, so a, a, a couple things, Ed. So um, they are going to have five stories below ground, a main level, and five stories above ground. Um, they are going to need access 24-7 to their building. However, the weekend access will be much more diminished, obviously, than weekdays. But they will have a huge data center that's going to have employees there every day of the week. In all days, 24 hours a day. So um, we we have talked to to them about. So Cousins is being a, a a great friend to us about our potential to use some of their parking. Um, we've gotten unsolicited offers not only as we've started this, but for years from developers and other building owners to build parking on our property. Um, be, be and they said they'd pay for it. So. Um, it, it, it is obviously top of mind. It's one of the biggest things that ha that's come up, I think, in conversations around the parish, and it's one of the biggest things that came up on our first meeting together. How are we going to address parking? Um, so, so um, I, I can promise you that as we kind of move into season two of this, um, after we kind of learn what's around us, um, I know that we'll have more more things to come on parking. And, and we had an announcement in today's bulletin, Simon. I know about current places to park too. It, it, it's, a, it's a little bit of an older building. I think they're actively trying to seek new tenants right now, but they don't have anybody coming in immediately. Steve? I don't think we've had any immediate sort of offers or solicitations related to that. I, I'd be shocked if we didn't get some at some point. Holder Construction is going to use some of the empty spaces as their staging ground um, unless we find a better offer, but I think right now that's going to be our best offer. So that's the, that's the other thing. W when was the Carlson sign going to be removed from from the North Avenue facade? It's in the garage. So the last five minutes of this is a, a live auction. Um, if you all <coughs> start the bidding with a dollar. That's right. 
I just want to, certainly carry on with questions, but I want to just highlight three things in this insert that were um, things that I noted particularly from listening to Cousins and Midtown Alliance, neither of which, I mean, uh, Midtown Alliance are community focused. Cousins is, a, of course, they're developers. There were three aspects to this that I felt were very pertinent to us um, in terms of our mission as a church. And, and that is not ideas for what we might do, more uh, what we see in the neighborhood around us and how that speaks to how we might align ourselves to that neighborhood. And they're, 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 they're easy to find because they all start with the word Midtown. But the first one is Midtown is a walkable urban neighborhood. And uh, we're finding that to be so significant in the life of the church nationally uh, as people return to live downtown um, as people of younger generations want to ditch the car um, and uh, walk to work. So there's an interesting little fact from when Norfolk Southern were talking to cousins about, well, you know, we want our work workforce, if they can walk there, that is great, that's perfect. If they can walk to work, go to a restaurant, if they can work and play, make home in that neighborhood, that's great. The other thing they wanted was public transit. And the development of Midtown has really, they've shown how it traced that line along MARPA. This was fascinating to me. Well, we need something that will be not too long a distance for our workers. They don't want to walk too far. I think, well, how far are they willing to walk? About one block. <laughs> so they said, well, we've got one property to show you. <laughs> That's it. But it tells you something, doesn't it, about a younger generation. They consider themselves, and certainly many of the employees that will be housed in that building, as a tech company as a tech company. And so their tech workers, people in the tech, in the, the, this sort of new wave that's you know, crossing America uh, in terms of the workforce, um, I'm not saying they're lazy or anything, but they don't want to walk very far. I guess if they lived in Manhattan, they'd walk further, they'd have to. Um, but that says something about proximity, doesn't it? That, that we are a church that is a destination church all over Metro Atlanta and beyond. And there's clearly an opportunity for us to connect with thousands of people moving into this very neighborhood. And that those distances are not 20 blocks, 10 blocks, but we start with across the street. Uh, and, and the last one is really pertinent. And I've, and I've had this conversation, had it at the SEEP conference, the Consortium of Endowed Parishes, about the kind of challenges you face. So this is becoming a tech corridor, a concentrated hub um, Home Depot are going to be having some square footage to, it gives me the chills to think of putting on some virtual reality goggles and shopping in Home Depot, but they're looking at that. There's, there's all sorts of companies wanting to be in this space because it's a concentration of talent, uh, innovation, creativity. And so when I think about mission, whatever that will be, it is the challenge to, uh, for us to continue to be a church founded in tradition, uh, with a traditional sounding and looking and feeling worship. Um, we kind of look at us, we look traditional in church, we wear our fancier clothes, and looking out to the future, how may we be innovative and creative? How may we be the church for people across the street as well as across the city? So those are great, great things happening. Those are great features about our part of the world. It will get dusty and frustrating and it will freak us out when they build this huge building across the way. And as Clay said, there's nothing we can do about that. I mean, it simply will be, that is the future coming our way. 
So how may we see that once we've got over the, the shock of it all as an opportunity to be the church for the people around us um, and to remember that some of the people around us are not going to be going into that building but live on the street or subsist on the street through our ministries like Fred's Covenant Community, Mac and Refugee Ministries further afield, but we're a church that sees the city in all its forms. So great sources of excitement for us as a church because of what's happening right around our neighborhood. We've got, we've, we tend to finish right at five past, which gives us about six minutes for more questions. And that's a great question. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, given we own all of the property, certainly we're good there. Um, we're not at risk of any property owner selling their property. Um, but I don't know what the city's right and encroachment could be to, to sort of come in to the area. It's a good, it's a good question. What are the plans, if any, for the Varsity's North parking lot? And other than rumors that who knows how long the Varsity will be there, that, that everybody has probably heard, um, I don't know. I suspect it's a fairly valuable piece of property. That's a great question, and I don't know if they told us. Sir, sir, how many stories is the main tower that's going right here from Norfolk Southern? I think it's 30 stories. Big. So we'll be installing solar panels on Eggleston just to get all that energy that will be reflected across the street. There was a building in Dallas because of that that burned up a park. I don't know if you read about that, but they're going to deal with that, so we don't have that issue. Um, I was expecting that question. Has everybody heard the, the varsity rumor? Is that, is that illuminating? Okay. Well, the rumors at some point that will be yet another development down the road. So I just want to uh, end with a, a couple of things um, so that I don't forget because Harriet gave me my reminder. Goodness, take one. Harriet Schaffer will be at the door with a couple of bodyguards uh, for... There's a new brochure for respite care Atlanta. This is just a little addendum before I close this on this topic. Um, uh, we have uh, uh, one of the founding partners in this project and would love to see parishioners volunteer there. There are great opportunities to volunteer uh, in all sorts of ways. This brochure will give you contact details and Harriet could probably answer some of your questions and certainly we can find somebody who can answer those questions if you have more that she can't. I just want to end with uh, an invitation to you 
to be uh, a part of this process. We do want to hold off on hearing your ideas for what we might do. Um, because you know, it's just it will become difficult to to manage that, and then we will you will know all about it when we launch into that stage. But we really do mean it. Um, one of the gifts of All Saints, certainly for me as rector, is continuously discovering. Oh, this person knows this person, or this person works for the city here, or does that there. Um, please do uh, consider just sharing that with us, that connection, that project, and we're going to use the website. Uh, as the depository to put all sorts of links, uh, images that we have rights to share, and so on that are in the public domain. Uh, so that's where we do our sort of deeper homework and place it there. Uh, but I really want you to be a part of this process. And this is something that we uh, want to live into today. So you'll notice that um, when I talked about the strategic plan some months ago, one of the things that we are going to be doing is to utilizing this green space, this wonderful green space that was left as a legacy now to us. Uh, we're, we're, we're purchasing outdoor furniture. We'll be having some outdoor concerts. Um, we'll be using this space and as a way for us to invite the city, uh, that is the city that's already here. It's going to be a while before the folks are in across the street to consider being here. We already worship every day at noon and ring the bell and open the doors of the church to the city. And it's a wonderful thing to see somebody just wander in, just, just to walk in off the street. Um, building on this church's commitment to be here for the city in so many different ways. So you'll hear more about that, but that is something that's certainly in our sights that we want to, we don't want to be passive about the changing face of Atlanta or the changing face of church going in America. Uh, where decreasingly, as you go down the age demographics, people think of going to church. So therefore, we want to get out uh, into the community, um, not only to, to somehow uh, connect with that great mysterious demographic called millennials, but also to connect with people that are somewhat hidden right here in this community, uh, people who are bringing up parents by themselves, people that live on the edge of, the, of their, uh, their income line, and as I said, people who are part of the city's poor. Um, increasingly, we have to go out and find them. And as Tim very eloquently preached about this morning, it's a, it's a movement. It, the, uh, we are part of a movement. We are meant to be people on the move. Um, and that certainly is the invitation also of our presiding bishop. So in that spirit of being on the move, having a heart for the city, wanting to share this community and this space with the city, please do share with us uh, the connections you have and I offer one of my, off want to offer my thanks not only to Michael and Clay, but to the whole committee and the work that they have done, but will be doing in the months and years to come. Thank you.